Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1037 of the Juicebox Podcast. I have a treat for you. Today, I'll be speaking with John. He's 54 years old, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 1975. About 20 years after his diagnosis, he had a major complication. John's a guy who's been giving himself his own insulin since third grade. He didn't have a glucose meter, and he would go sometimes years without testing his blood sugar. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. BetterHelp.com forward slash Juice Box. Save 10% off your first month of therapy. DrinkAG1.com forward slash juice box. Get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first order. And save 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com when you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. Don't forget to check out the Remastered Diabetes Pro Tip series. It begins at episode 1000 and runs through episode 1026. You can also find them at juiceboxpodcast.com and diabetesprotip.com. Today's conversation is sponsored by Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod Dash and the Omnipod 5. Learn more and get started today at omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. You, too, can have an incredibly accurate meter. Ugh. Did you think maybe yours was? Did you check? It might not be. Contour is. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. All right. So, hey, I'm John. I um, was diagnosed in 1975 with type 1. A little over 20 years after that, I lost my sight completely from complications. Wow. How old were you in 75? Seven. Seven years old. I'm I'm 54, so. Wow. I know you hate math, so. I, uh, listen, John, let's just get past it, you know. <laughs> 1975, do you remember the management? I So I have, like, kind of, like, pictures in my head. It's mm-hmm. mostly, I mean, I remember certain times and places, and I remember by either later that year Possibly early next year, I saw my mom holding the syringe and her hand was shaking. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, give me that. Mm. And that was it. Like, from third grade on, I was giving my own shots. Now, she would draw it up. but It's not something she was comfortable with, huh? Maybe it was just a bad day. I don't know. Again, it's not a, I it's think... not like a color film I'm looking back on. It's just one picture I remember. Yeah, but it was enough to make you step up. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you getting? Were you getting a shot a day or two shots a day? How were you? Yeah, I was getting. I was yeah. I was getting two a day. That you know, NPH and regular. And what's funny is I don't ever remember forgetting to take my insulin. Mm-hmm. I went to junior high one time, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot, and I actually just ran home and took it and ran back, and <laughs> no big deal. But, John, the '70s, nobody cared. No, <laughs> nobody cared. Where's Where's that diabetic kid? Oh, he's gone. He'll be all right, or he won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter. <laughs> so, so you're you're trying to tell me that you think you were consistently taking what you were supposed to take? 
Yes, yeah. but I think as we get into this conversation further, those doses don't work when you're 20, 22. So nobody ever adjusts anything for you? No, maybe. Mm. And again, the like the doctor's visits were, it, you know, my story isn't much different than I've heard people talk about, but a lot of threats, a lot of shaking the head. And well, it's better you're higher than lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's what you do. And then this is where it goes. Yeah. And so are you seeing it? I mean, I can't imagine, but were you, you weren't seeing an endocrinologist as a child, were you? Great question. I, it's funny. I remember the, some of the names of the doctors. I don't remember what they did, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point later, probably when I was 18, I went up to University of San Francisco and did like a week-long class there. And they had a big di- diabetes program. But that was like the first thing I did on my own. And I was 18. Mm-hmm. So... And that's 11 years after you're diagnosed. Yes. Yes. Was there ever a moment where you thought, I'm not taking enough insulin? No, because I didn't, I didn't understand the, the dynamics of diabetes. It was, oh, yeah, I take a shot. What's the big deal about that? Mm-hmm. Like, almost like it's, a, I mean, back then I didn't know what an EpiPen was, but like, oh, as long as I take this, I'm fine. It's like a pill almost. Like somebody tells you, like, yeah, a, like a, multi- yeah, yeah. a multivitamin. You, you got to take this twice a day. And you're like, all right. And then you do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with no understanding of the actions or reactions or anything that's going on behind the scenes. And no one ever explains it to you. And try to, I mean, keep in context if you're listening now and you're like, why didn't he just look on his own? Like the internet didn't exist. Like, yeah. like that wasn't really a thing, you, you know, mm-hmm. until... I mean, long after, I mean, right around the time you started having problems, honestly, I'm trying to think of when I had email the first time and yeah, blood meters didn't exist. Right. Right. For me, were they doing blood tests at your visits? I, I believe so. And again, this, this stuff is real hazy and it's, it's, uh, it's funny because a lot of my memories, well, actually all my memories are visual. (laughs) They sort of have to be, but yeah, it's it's very hazy, and there you know there's a lot of stuff going on in the family, mm-hmm. the dynamics. My parents were divorced. I don't know if it was a year before I was diagnosed or the same year. Was there so any- stuff was getting lost? Yeah, in, in the fray, you know. Anybody else have diabetes in the family? No, I'm the I'm the youngest of five, and something I listened to recently made me think back to so my my mother's mom. So all my grandparents came over from Ireland. And so records aren't Irish aren't big on records, by the way. We, we, <laughs> That's not a we, thing I knew about, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know were statues either. I heard that the other day. That was a good one. What did I say about oh it's about your wife? Oh. The Irish statue over there. <laughs> she just stood there like an Irish statue. I just yeah. I, like you hear you heard it here first. The Irish don't take good records. <laughs> Not record they just don't. Maybe they do. They just don't talk about it. Well, maybe that's true. I don't know. I also don't think it has anything to do with being Irish, but it's so hilarious. Um, well, it makes me feel better. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, like like there was no choice that they were just following yeah, yeah, their, their yeah, programming. Yeah. I got you exactly. Uh, but I did. I remember in gosh, when I was in sixth grade. So I remember my my grandmother dying, my mom's mom, and nobody knows what she died from. Hmm. And my grandfather lived for another 15 years, but 
but she actually now back then I swear she was a hundred, but as I do the math, I'm like, gosh, she was only in her seventies. She just seemed that old to you. Yes. And she had a, a leg amputated. Jesus. And I, I never knew probably about a year before she died, maybe. And and no one ever knew. Like why? It just wasn't talked about. Nobody spoke about that. No. Huh. It's interesting. And then I'm like, could she have had an, some autoimmune? I don't, she wasn't taking insulin as far as I know, but who knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, for a family member to have an amputation and for no one to know why, that is, yeah. a, that is a strong uh, example of how some families don't talk about things. Yeah. And I know, I know my grandfather took care of her. It wasn't, it wasn't a question of that, but it was, it, it's kind of that, you know, rub some dirt on it and let's go. Yeah. Oh, you didn't mean take care of her, like got rid of her. You meant like cared for because <laughs> you said she passed yeah, and no I, one knew how. I thought maybe that look, was Look, man, I'm not Italian. <laughs> we'll just malign everybody, John, today while we're speaking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Sopranos, I guess. <laughs> oh, what a good show. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, it was really great. I'm seeing here, by the way, that AOL was founded in 1985, but became popular. It went public in 92, and they say became popular in 97. I remember having the internet on my computer when I was like 19, 20 years old, which would have been around okay. like like 90, like in there. We were pretty like we were pretty ahead. Like we were going to computer shows and buying parts and building computers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then, by I the was, way, sorry, I was a late comer because, well, I was losing my eyesight. So I, a computer was the last thing on my mind, but then I realized, wait, I actually need a computer. Like mm-hmm. I need to, I need to figure this stuff out. So I came on in like 99, okay. 2000. Yeah. I remember going to, going to a computer show at an, at like the armory, like, you know, just a place where they had, a, and there was just tables everywhere. And you'd go to one guy and buy the motherboard and you'd go to another table and buy the Ram and you'd go to another table and buy the case and the power supply. Uh, yeah. And they yeah. just went home and put it all together and loaded windows on it. And you had a computer back then Ram used to cost a hundred dollars a meg. So <laughs> eight megs of Ram was $800. Just keep that in mind. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I love when people complain about things. I'm hearing it today. You know, they this will be months later when somebody hears this, but you know, Dexcom's getting really close to releasing the G7 and all people want to know is, well, when's it going to work with my my T-Slim? When's it going to work with my Omnipod 5? And then there's always a couple of angry voices like they don't care. I'm like, they don't care. They care plenty. Like they're it's a company. Yeah. They're trying to make their thing work with a thing. Like they care right. plenty. Everybody just uh they lose sight of what things used to be. And I, and I think, I think things happen so quickly now it's hard to have compassion for it anymore. Like, well, how come this isn't happening immediately? It was because it takes time, you, you know? And, and by the yeah. way, I, I used to pay a hundred dollars a meg for Ram. So <laughs> stop saying things. I remember yeah. the good old days when I complained about the size of a syringe. I mean, <laughs> stop, stop saying things are getting worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not, they're getting smaller and faster and cheaper. Um, yep. But anyway, uh, okay, so so there's kind of turmoil in your house. This is the entire time you're growing up uh, because you said your parents split up around the time you were you were um, yeah. diagnosed. Do you end up living with your mom or your dad? Mom and actually, mom, mom went to work, and um, 
the cool thing about, well, at the time it wasn't so cool, but I look back and appreciate what she did. She, she got a job and worked from like 5.30 a.m. till about 3. Mm-hmm. So she was home. Oh, she wanted to be home when you guys got home from school. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a good Which idea. Which didn't always work with my plans, but <laughs> yeah. Were you trying to bring girls or weed into the house and your mom was home already? What's going on, John? Um, Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I like that you've been willing to say everything you've said so far. When I asked what you were bringing to the house, you're like, I don't really want to comment on that. <laughs> well, I think I just answered it, so... <laughs> And, and health, so healthcare is not on the forefront of anyone's mind. Like you in, in, I'm assuming in your family's mind, John takes a shot, takes this other shot. We know what we're doing there. Nobody's thinking about that again, right? Like that doesn't come up for, for, um, reconsideration at any point. Only when the paramedics come. Oh, how, how often did that happen? I remember in those days, maybe three or four times. For Lowe's? One, yes, yes. One was walking to school, sixth grade. And it's funny, I kind of remember this a little bit better up until a certain point. But my our, our schools were walking distance, high school and junior high, and I was in sixth grade. So I'm walking with a friend. I just kept tripping, and he's laughing, of course. Like, it was probably looked pretty funny. And um, my older sister, I have three sisters, but... One of my older sisters, someone ran back and got her, or she was on her way to high school and saw it and ran back and called, called mom, mom called 911, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting. And this gives you just a little sense of kind of family life a little bit. And I, I love all my sisters, but one of my sisters, a different sister, told me this was only like four or five months ago. I mean, I, we live close to her now. And yeah. And she's like, I, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? I mean, this is 42 years later. She goes, I remember that day. I was across the street. And she goes, I didn't want to get involved. I just put my head down and walked to school. Oh, wow. I'm like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> Did she say why? Like, because that's, that's what was kind of going on in our world. Choosing an insulin pump feels like a big decision. And it is. I hope it helps you to know that my daughter has been using an Omnipod since she was four years old, and she is 19. That's 15 years of using and wearing an Omnipod every day. You can learn more about Omnipod at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. At my link, you can learn about the Omnipod 5. It's a tubeless automated insulin delivery system. In fact, the Omnipod 5 is the first and only tubeless automated insulin delivery system to integrate with the Dexcom G6, and it's available for people with type 1 diabetes ages 2 years and older. It features Smart Adjust technology, which helps adjust insulin delivery based on your customized target glucose. This, of course, helps to protect against highs and lows, both day and night. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Now, if you're not looking for the Omnipod 5, but you still want tubeless, you know, you don't want automated, but you want tubeless. You're looking for the Omnipod Dash. Same link, omnipod.com forward slash juice box. As a matter of fact, if you scroll down a little bit, you can check your coverage and even get a free trial of the Omnipod. You can take it for a test drive. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Wear the same pump, the same tubeless pump, 
the same pump that won't get its tubing stuck on doorknobs, that you can wear in a shower or swimming in a pool or jumping in the ocean or playing soccer, anywhere. That same pump, the same pump my daughter wears, you can wear it too. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. There are also links in the show notes of the audio app you're listening in right now and at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you use my links, you're supporting the show. Like you just didn't, you didn't talk about things mm. and which is funny. Cause I'm like, I kind of rebound. Actually, we've all rebounded. And I think we all want to talk about a lot of things now and in a healthy way. Yeah. But back then, like that was going on across the street, something else. Like, I don't want to be involved, even though it's my brother. Yeah. Wow. That hurt your feelings and when you heard that? I, I thanked her. I'm like, I mean, look forgiveness is a real thing mm. and i didn't know i needed to forgive her and i'm like oh my god i'm you know 54 i'm like yeah, what am i don't I need one more thing to carry here yeah exactly i'd be <laughs> mad about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i could be mad that the insulin pump companies aren't making dexcom integration fast <laughs> right 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 no i i take your i i mean i agree with you i i there's I mean, as you get older, you figure things out, right? But that's one of yeah. them. Being mad is just, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's, no. it's its without sense. I mean, you stop. The easiest way to consider this is that wherever you are in your life right now, if you think back past five years, you don't remember a damn thing, let alone what you were upset about. Right. It's just, it's just it's a waste of time. So, I mean, you can address things in the moment, but sure, carrying it, or carrying it around with you is just is meaningless. You got to look back a little bit to look forward. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, and I've, I've been guilty of this too. A lot go to look back and then they're stuck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, you can get pissed and, and not be able to let go of something. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How old, um, how much older was she than you or how is she, I guess? Two, two years, two years older. All right. So she was, I mean, if you're in sixth grade, she's in eighth grade. She's Yeah, she's in eighth. Yeah, she's not looking to be. Does that carry forward in her personality? Like, do you see that in her no, now? No, no, she's no, a different not, not, not that side. Yeah. She, she's, she's a stand-up person. She has four boys and just great mom, great sister. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I can't stress that enough, but, you know, I was probably a little punk. You know, brother too at the time. So yeah, I don't think she looked over and thought, "Ooh, maybe we'll get rid of him today." <laughs> you know, yeah, she probably, yeah. probably didn't understand. Well, the seriousness of it, even like because no. No. this has happened to you in the past, but you're always okay afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, when do you? When do you have your first complication? And what is it? Well, I'm just going to go right to the eyes then, because I don't know what. I'm sure I was having complications in my, you know, my preteen years, and but but I didn't know there were complications. Like when you're running around with, I mean, who knows what my blood sugar was, right. Scott? I didn't test. Yeah, I mean that's part of my story, and I'm, I hope people don't like. Oh my god, I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. But I went probably five years at a time without ever testing. Years. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, but you didn't even. When did you get a meter? Like, when's the first time you had an at-home meter? I don't remember. It's kind of. I, I I know I got one, but I don't remember. Like, I should, but 
You don't even yeah. know. And and it wasn't, and you didn't grow up with it, with the idea that this was part of the process. So this was basically just someone adding another step that you had lived a long time without and probably figured like, this isn't necessary. Yeah. 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 When you did test, do you ever remember what your blood sugars were? No. I mean, not until, not until the age of 25. <laughs> wow. There's, there's a whole lot of years in there, right? And no I, I played baseball. I played football. I worked. I, I did it all. And, and you know, the whole th- thing, the whole don't be low, don't be low, hmm. you know? Yeah. Don't pass out. Yeah. Like 18, yeah. 18 years. You didn't know what your blood sugar was. No. Wow. And that was not outrageous. You didn't feel like you were doing something wrong. Or did you know? I don't I don't know when I crossed the line from I don't know, I don't care to I care, but I'm still kind of in denial about it. Do you think of yourself that way as being in denial about having diabetes? No, no, no. I don't, but I did. You did then? Yes. And it was easy to ignore because you just, if you just did these two shots, then you didn't die. And then that was enough. Yeah. And, you know, people talk about, you know, DKA and all that stuff. I think with DKA, once you feel it, it's probably a little too late. You should have dealt with it five hours earlier, Mm -hmm. but I could actually feel it. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. (laughs) And then take some more, more insulin. And then you would give yourself more insulin. Yes. This doesn't feel right. So what What do we, do you have context now? Like for how high you, th- like, can you guess how high you were when you had that feeling of like, this doesn't feel right? Oh, I'm going to guess 600. Mm. Mm. Okay. So you're probably riding in the 400s at least most of the time. Yes. Wow. Okay. And, and, and young enough to fool it. Like power through it. Yeah. And, and I, I really... I didn't come on to talk about every other podcast, but I really enjoyed that conversation about I don't let diabetes stop me or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm like, that is such a double-edged sword, man. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was worried when we did that one. No, you were on it. Okay. I mean, you that was seriously, because there's two ways to look at that. Yeah. No, I, I just, I, I imagine it's obviously everyone's not the same, but when I hear people say that, and I can kind of sniff through what they're getting at. I imagine the story you're telling being their life. Yeah. Where like I'm, I my blood sugar is 400, but I still went to school and I still did that. And then blah, blah, blah. I don't let diabetes get in my way. I'm like, eh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that that resonated with you. I, th- I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you notice your site and does it wane? Does it go right away or how does it happen? Every one of us gets a blood glucose meter, but we don't always get to choose. Sometimes the doctor just gives you one and they write a prescription for the one that they like or the one they're comfortable with. But do you know if your meter is accurate? There are levels of accuracy in blood glucose meters. I think you should check out the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. It's possible, in fact, that the Contour Next Gen could be cheaper for you in cash than you're paying right now for your test strips through your insurance company. And these test strips offer second chance testing. So you can kind of, you know, hit the blood, not quite 
I don't know, like, you know, move your hand, not quite get it right, bump into the blood, not get enough, and go back and get the rest. That happens without impacting the quality of the test or ruining a test strip. And none of this is to say that the meter needs a lot of blood. It certainly doesn't. The drop is really small. I'm just saying, you know, if you fumble around or like hit the blood and then, you know, toss the thing on the floor by mistake and pick it back up, boom, go right back. You're still doing it. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Your blood glucose testing is very important and you deserve accuracy. I know a lot of us have CGMs nowadays, but you still need a rock solid meter. Arden tests a number of times a week, even while she wears a Dexcom G7. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. There's a button there where you can actually buy your strips and your meter online through like, I don't know, like six different retailers. Check around, see where you can get the best price. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. I had, I had two problems. So well, I had a lot of problems, but I'll, I'll just talk to, about two of them. <laughs> 1991, I, I was getting ready to start a, an electrical apprenticeship. Okay. I was, I was actually living, I'm in San Diego. Now mm-hmm. I don't, I'll just tell you that. Cause I used to live in Northern California. And then at that time in 91, I was down in San Diego for a short period of time. Okay. And then I moved back up to the Bay area to start this apprenticeship. I was, I noticed in my vision one day, and I'm 23, that the peripheral vision of my right eye had a little blind spot. It's like letters would shift. And it's hard to focus on your peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, that's a trip, you know? Yeah. And I found out when I did move up and start, start working in the trades and going to school, I had cataracts, which... I think is still a little bit rare for a. I've never heard of cataracts being a a, a diabetes well, thing. Yes, yeah, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but but at some point I'm like it's getting worse and worse, and I'm 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 now testing. I'm like starting to change some stuff, but not not fast enough. <laughs> when I when I finally. Three years later, I better get my eyes checked. And yeah, you have cataracts. And and I, I did those surgeries, and I'm like, oh, that's a piece of cake. But what happened was the doctor the doctor did that that Seinfeld thing where George Costanza's there, and the doctor goes, huh. He's like, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> that's, that's what the doctor did. I'm like, uh-oh, here it comes. So they couldn't see the retinas very clear until they got the cataracts out. Mm-hmm. And then, then they had a clear window in and said, um, you need to go upstairs. They saw damage that was bad. They did. Yeah. They saw some, some, you know, little hemorrhaging and all that stuff. Right. Did you get the injections? Was it too late for that? Was it a different kind of damage? I got, wait, what injections? I don't know. I People are on here all the time talking about taking needles in their eyeballs and like, did any of that happen? Yeah, but that was a that was a different type of injection. That was that was nerve killing alcohol. Hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that. Well, it, it's that's for the it's, that's for the it's pain. It's an Irish story. It's an Irish story. <laughs> let me tell you. You got your you got your eyes drunk at a doctor's office. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Hey, let me tell you this before we move on. Uh, yeah. 
What causes cataracts? As you age, the lenses of your eyes become less flexible, less transparent, and thicker. When you have diabetes, high blood sugar uh, levels over time can lead to structural changes in the lenses of the eye that can accelerate the development of cataracts. So there you go. Yeah. Did by any chance the cataracts look like snowflakes to you? No, it just it looked like cloudy. Cloudy. It wasn't blurry. And then you know, like I played at this point at. In life, I was playing like adult league softball, mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't play the outfield because I go, I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. So what do I do? I play I play the closest position to the batter at third base. I go. I have fast reflexes. I can't see the ball off the bat, but damn it, I'm going to catch it. Wow. And most of the time, I did. <laughs> it's either that or take it down the throat. So. Yeah, I I have to tell you, there's uh, I, I've as my son got older and older, I it was less and less fun to catch a baseball he threw at me. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And even as a, a person with, you know, sighted and, and, you know, I have like, I need reading glasses, you know, cause I'm, I'm old, but I mean like, that's pretty much it. He yeah. lets go of a ball and it almost felt like it would disappear and reappear. It was moving so fast. Yeah. And, yeah. And that was just, I couldn't focus on it quickly enough anymore. And disappearing fastball. Yeah. Like it's there and you're like, I've got it. And then the next time you see it, it feels like it's 15 feet closer to you. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, please, like, don't, don't kill me. <laughs> please don't kill me. Um, but I took one. I, it caught the edge of my glove. I didn't get it completely in front. And luckily I redirected it and it went like by my cheek and like caught the side of my face. Yeah. And uh, I get what it crushed me if it hit me so i don't know what you were thinking you should have stopped playing softball <laughs> yeah i should have i did eventually but <laughs> yeah i imagine so um what's that like you're in that office and you recognize there's something seriously wrong is it a is it like a come to jesus moment or what happens right well it, it was a literal come to jesus moment and it, but it didn't quite happen yet i i'm i was i was seeing a, an endo who let's face it, I did not like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, put the denial aside, put the, I don't want to hear it, you know, stubbornness. He, he was an ass. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I needed him to clear me to get the cataract surgery. My A1C, you're going to die. It's not, not Well, maybe the number will kill you, but my attitude about it was, it was 16 and a half. Wow. And I looked at him and I go, is that bad? So that's not an attitude. You don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know. When you look back and you you feel yourself saying that, is there something you could have done differently? Or were you really that far out in the cold as far as being informed? I should have owned it earlier. I mean, obviously. I mean, that's, that's kind of an obvious statement. But ownership... Like, that's what I, like, that's my phrase in life now. You got to own it. Mm-hmm. You got to own it. No matter what, own it, good or bad. And I just didn't want to own it. I wanted someone else to own it. And have you gone to therapy? Do you know why? Did you feel like your parents should have helped you or, and they didn't? Like, that day you took it from your mom, was it too soon? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wish there was more. Like I went, I did the diabetic camps. I did the, but honestly, you don't really learn anything. I didn't learn anything there. You just learn like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of other kids flopping on the ground too. You know, <laughs> Jesus, John. 
You're going to get us in trouble today, John. <laughs> like, is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. You know, I, it was fun. It was fun. But, yeah. but it was the education side of it wasn't there mm-hmm. yet. Yet. And, you know, I needed, I, I, I'm like, I need this cataract surgery. I need to, I need to go on with my life and then I'm going to fix it. And then I'm going to fix it. Oh, no, I was doing better, but I wasn't quite there yet. I did find a new endo. And by the way, he was Irish. I loved him, but he, he told it to me straight. And I I still had sight at this point, not, not good sight. Mm -hmm. He sat me down. He wasn't, wasn't a lecture. It's like he put his hand on my shoulder and said, I've seen this. It's not going to work out well for you. I remember that going. That was the best thing someone could have said to me. Definitive. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. No, no, you know, you, yeah. you know, you dumbass. It wasn't any of that. And he told me, he said, I think it's time that we look into finding different ways you can draw your insulin up if you can't see it well enough. My God. And that was the first step. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. All right. Let's go. So what we're talking about here is, is that at one point there's just no help. If you go back far enough, I don't, I don't even know that it's anybody's fault. I think that diabetes back then, you know, it went from a thing that killed you pretty immediately to a thing that killed you a little fast, like a little slower, you know, like you, you yeah. hear people come on all the time. They're like, well, I was diagnosed. They told me I wouldn't live till 40. They told me one woman was told not to even bother going to college, like go enjoy your life. Like somebody was told, you know, and so, and so that's not just right. Right. Like you can hear that today in 2023 and think that's bad advice, but back then that might've been what they had. Right. Like, which is like, look, this is what this is. It's not going to go well. Probably don't think about having children. They didn't know that things were going to change in that person's lifetime. They were giving them good advice or, you know, whatever advice for that time period. That yeah. makes that makes sense to me. And I know and I think that's where a lot of those like stories come from people like you talked about with your first endo, just like getting scolded and yelled at and told, like, do this or you're going to die, because I think that's what the doctors really believed. And and I talked about this with Jenny the other day, and this going to be disjointed, but Jenny and I are we're recording a type two series right now. Yeah. And and at one point I said to her, I'm like, I don't think. Like on the recording, I said, I don't think we're getting, we're going to help anybody if we're too polite about all this. You, you know, like, I think people really need to understand like what, like, like what you just, and what you just said made me feel good about that decision. Like, you're like, look, someone put it in concrete terms for me. This is where we're heading. Yeah. There's no, like, hopefully it'll go better. Or maybe if we, you the guy's like, look, here's where we're going right now. This is it. And you have to accept it. And like you said, own it. And then deal with it. You can't just keep pushing it off and pretending. And I'm a little worried that we've seen an overcorrection with feelings. Like, you know, back, you know, back then nobody cared. Like they were just like, right. look, John, do right. this or this bad thing's going to happen. And now everybody's so nice to everybody. I wonder if they're losing a little bit of what it was that helped you, which was honesty, you know? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I would, you know, I, I hope that's not the case, but usually historically people overcorrect and you know, the pendulum swings back too far the other direction when you're trying to fix yeah. the problem. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. So you, uh, 
so he tells you this is it here it comes and you're now preparing for a life of not being able to see like what do you have any vision now like what how do you no. see nothing no what so when i i started seeing the the retina specialist they they started with the like all the laser treatments and they were pretty intense i guess because i could feel a pinprick in the back of my eye mm-hmm. and then they're like so they did all these vitrectomies and I, I do remember i had four of them so my memory's a little hazy but i remember on the table and there's you know it's like an operating room there's like 20 people in there but you, you only see one of them and he's he's reading it to me like vitrectomy i'm like did you spell that he goes yeah i go can you spell it for me I'm just totally messing with him. <laughs> he goes, why? I go, because I don't want to wake up and find out I had a vasectomy. <laughs> I swear to you, dude, 20 people just started bursting out laughing, and then, boom, I was out. You were gone. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I had this, it's funny, because denial, that sounds like denial, but I think I was owning it so much that I'm like, well, what, what did I expect, you know? Mm. So- you know, let's let's do it. But John, how old were you before you knew what was happening, even though it wasn't impacting you yet? Like, w- when's the moment? I don't know what the question here is. It's like you, you've been walking around your whole life in 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 a health situation that is hurting you, and you didn't know. But then there was a day when you knew. Is it in the is it in the eye doctor's office with the cataracts? Is it before that? Like, when are you aware? Versus when do you try to do something? I'm aware the whole time, but awareness and and being proactive mm-hmm. is two different things. No, I, I agree. And I think every now and again, if I had a low blood sugar and I was alone, that would be a sort of a, hey, you guessed wrong today. You know, it's it's such a small step and people are like guessing. Why do you guess? I'm like, well... Guessing's better than completely just not taking your insulin. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't look back and regret it in the way maybe I should because it's too late. And I don't think regret turns to anything good. Yeah. No. I don't think you should regret it. I'm just trying to lay it out for people. Like I think you're. I mean, dealing with it obviously as well as as yeah. I think anybody could. Uh, yeah. I don't want you to go backwards and beat yourself up. I want to understand. How, I mean, if I'm being honest, John, what I want is for people to hear your story and then recognize in themselves that they're aware of something they should be doing that they're not doing, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. just, I'll jump yeah. to at working as an electrician. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, lots of it was industrial, commercial, big stuff. And, and it was probably the neuropathy that caught my attention more because oh. neuropathy, there's pain involved. Yeah. In your feet? My feet were tingling, but where I felt it was in my abdomen. Oh, oh no kidding. Do you like do you, I I could I could someone could punch me in the stomach and I'd laugh, but if I was in a in a like a my buddy had a CJ five wearing the Jeep and I'm wearing a t shirt and the t shirt flapping against my stomach hurt. Mm. Just because of the, the, the nerve endings on your skin, like to feel touch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have gastroparesis? I don't believe so. That's interesting. Now that's gone. That that stuff in the that's the, all gone. The neuropathy. Once stuff the control. Yeah, I have 
couple of numb spots like under some toes, but that's been like that for 25 years. It's, it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so when pain's involved, I'm like, huh. That gets let's, your attention. Let's, let's start trying. Trying to make pain stop. What were you talking about earlier about injecting alcohol into your eyes? So, <laughs> so losing my eyesight was not the hardest thing I was going through. The hardest thing I was going through was because of all the surgeries, I went from being able to recognize someone in a room to being completely blind in about six months. Mm. I had four major surgeries in that time. My body was shutting down, man. Mm. Like bodies are not made to go under the knife that, that much. So when I came out of it, I had the most excruciating pain in my eyeballs that I could even imagine. Mm. I couldn't, I didn't even care. I mean, I was still, under this doctor's, you know, the, the endos help. And I was doing better, but all of a sudden I can't eat. I can't eat. Cause I'm, I'm in so much pain and they're, they're just, they're pumping these pills down my throat. And I'm like, I'm not going to survive. I lost 45 pounds okay. like in that time. What, what were the four surgeries? The vitrectomies. They all, just those, nothing like nothing on the rest of your body, but just those on your eyes. Just those. Beat you up like that. Yeah. And I could describe the pain to you, but I don't know if you really want to hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already maligned Italians and Irish people. We could talk about the pain if you like. I can take it. All right. And I, I actually told this to someone recently, and they're like, okay, that's enough. So it, it was like somebody took my testicles and put them in my eye sockets and then put a vice grip around them. Mm. Wow. And so the alcohol shots were just to kill pain and it worked for a day. So you'd go to the doctor, they would do these injections and you'd have relief for a day and then it would come back. Yeah. And I'd come out with a like huge black eye for one day's worth of refuge. Yeah. Yeah. Did that ever subside? There was a moment, okay, there was a moment at my mom's house before. I think I had one surgery left to do, and I shouldn't have done it. I should have just threw the towel in. But I'm like, I'm sitting there. I had to move back in with mom, and which is fine. I mean, she helped, and I mean, I couldn't draw my insulin up yet. So I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'm never going to see again. Like, and I had, you know, I had some anger issues earlier in life, and, but it was different. It was, this is where the attitude change happened. And I'm sitting there going, you know, how you know, like people, they, they talk about near death experiences and their life flashes before their eyes. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it wasn't quite like that, but it was like the last five years of my life. Kind of, it was like a slideshow. Now I still had light perception, but I, I couldn't see, but it was like these clear, vivid, really stupid things I'd done in life. Like, you know, rolled my truck a few times and just bad situations I was in. And it was like, it was kind of rolling through and I'm like, why am I thinking about this now? And, you know, you talked about this come to Jesus moment earlier. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think God smacked me and said, Hey, dumb shit. You know, you know, all those times I was there and I'm like, Oh, that's it. Like, that's it. Like that's, 
you know, we grew up going to church, but it was just that. It was just going to church. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, yeah, say the prayer. I'm in. Cool. Let's go. Right. But that was the moment where I go, like, God damn it. Grace is real. That's a real thing, grace. And I just go, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And that's that was that was the attitude change. And, you know, I've heard t- people talk about prayer and prayer and I'll pray for this, pray for that. And I, I believe in that stuff. But, Scott, you got to imagine a guy about to lose his sight and has a brand new four-wheel drive and dirt bikes. Yeah, there's a lot going away. I'm praying. I'm, I'm, I call it the great bargaining table in the sky. Like, God, give me one eye. And in a year, you can take a toe. I mean, just stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and what I understood in that moment, it was a quick moment. It wasn't like a I saw a bright light or I wasn't elevated out of my chair. It wasn't anything weird. It was just this moment where I changed something. I go, instead of give me, like make me. Make me, you know, people are like, well, what does that mean? An example is like, God, give me a great wife. Well, how about God make me a great husband? Mm-hmm. And that's it's a it's a subtle shift, but that's where that's where it did change for me. Like not just diabetes wise, but life lifestyle. Yeah, you experienced the, like a clarity of thinking. Yes. Yeah, and was that precipitated by the knowledge that this loss was coming and there was no way out, around it? When I lost my sight, I felt the biggest relief I've ever felt. Can you, do you know why? Because I was, I was trying to carry this around. I didn't want people to know I couldn't see well. Oh, you were pretending a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, well, hell, if I'm going to go blind, I might as well take it all because <laughs> there's no denial about that. Mm. What is the shift like? Going from some site to no site, like how? Because you're living with your mom when it happens. I assume you don't live with your mom anymore. No, right? No, I'm married, and yeah, we have a son, and it it was easy. It was the pain that was killing me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we get rid of the pain? And that that goes into this whole other chapter. And I'm like, well, I don't know. This might be an after dark thing. I'll let you decide, but. So the pills kept coming, and I think you probably know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I imagine I do, but go ahead. On and off for years, on and off. Any kind of congestion, a cold, like, oh, my gosh, like my eyes are killing me. And so, you know, Vicodin left and right. And during that time, I met my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And, no, I've never seen her. And it was just kind of off and on. And then... So we got married, you know, a few years after that. So there were up to like 2003. Mm-hmm. And first of all, anyone listening who's who's engaged or going to get married, don't do a major surgery the same year of your marriage because <laughs> what, what happened? And don't do it on her on your wife's birthday either. Which two things I did? I had my eyes removed. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah. They it's like. It's kind of like a Halloween pumpkin. They just slice them up and suck everything out, and they put marbles in. So I literally have marbles in my head, which some people are like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so are you gonna have to make some bleeps and stuff? Oh, no, that's fine. If you're gonna say stuff like that, you curse as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> but what it did, and this is where it got real tricky. What it took acute pain and made it chronic. Okay. So, you know, picture like a uh, a stabbing pain, and all of a sudden that pain moves around throughout your head, and you don't know where you don't know where it's radiating from. Like there are days my teeth hurt. I'm like, why do my teeth hurt? Mm-hmm. That's just the nerves. The nerves are all confused. And yeah. And that's, that's when a doctor and I, I I'm not going to blame doctors ever, ever, because, you know, part of ownership is like, well, you're asking for it. So yeah. someone had the broad idea to, Hey, there's this Oxycontin stuff. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> Here we go. And, and, I'll just I'll go through this fast, but they there's a line between drug dependency and drug addiction, mm-hmm. and and I crossed that line. Yeah, for sure. You were using hillbilly heroin. Isn't that what they exactly. called it? That's what they were calling yeah, it back that's then, exactly right? What yeah, they call yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I remember chewing that. it up. No kidding. Is that how it yeah. went in? Yeah, and they, they've changed that now, but and then the fentanyl and the the methadone and and you know, and I'm a you know, what's funny is you and I have this comment, like I'm a stay at home dad, mm-hmm. you know, during this time. And, and I know it sounds nuts to manage it during the day, which please know I did. It wasn't till my wife got home and it's like, okay, now it's time. You know, you kind of, you can't live that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and you, so you managed the pain all day long and then got away from it when somebody was there for your son. I took the the very minimum amount. Okay. Um, and she she ha- she has a job that she could work from home a couple of days a week or get home by you know four o'clock. But as time went on, I'm like, I have to stop. I have to stop. I didn't care about pain anymore. It's like pain is much better than withdrawal. Yeah. And so I just so 2009 now, my son's four, and I called. Uh, the Stanford Pain Clinic, and they have this. I heard about it through someone else, and I called them up and got a this you know consultation visit. And I show up, and I, I tell them everything I'm taking. Like they're writing everything down, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What's what's your goal?" I go, "What do you mean?" Well, people come in here, and what they do is they reset the pain sensors in the brain. They give you all these weird trippy cocktails and. And it, it kind of resets all your pain sensors. And they said, some people leave here um, taking half. Some people leave here taking an eighth, a quarter. I go, oh, no, you don't get it. I go, I'm done. <laughs> this like, is I'm, I'm leaving here with Tylenol and ibuprofen. Like, I'm done. And they all, my wife said they all looked at each other and scribbled something and good. Okay, when can you start? <laughs> what do you think they scribbled? Lunatic. Like, <laughs> no, like, get him in now. Oh, he's ready. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. Yes. I see. I see. Um, and that that worked? 10 days, done. No kidding. Yep. Can they make my knee stop hurting? Well, well, yeah, it's funny. After that, you know, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm like 40s and I come out and I'm like, well, I have a lot of other pains I never really knew I had. Oh, all of a sudden you were aware? <laughs> God, my back is stiff. 
all of a sudden I could feel, you yeah. know, like, geez. Yeah. Oh, you were covering a lot up with those meds. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So much. And I do, real quick, I do remember my first night in there. And I was waiting, I don't know, probably too long for the, the special cocktail to get on. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor comes in and he's, you know, he's a cool guy. And he's like reading my stuff and he leaves and he comes back and he goes, you were taking what? Like finally it clicked in his head when he looked at what I was taking and how much. Because I was honest. I, I revealed it all. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you kidding me? Wow. And, and no problems getting the meds back then, right? You could just, they'd fill those prescriptions endlessly. Then then they would. Yeah. And I, I made sure, and, and this is what, you know, when, you, when you're in, you're in. I told every doctor I saw, I said, look, I'm done. I went through this. I go, I don't, I, I won't ask you for anything, but I'm just letting you know that this is not part of my life anymore. You never went and backwards? And I'll... I had two other sur- I had a, a knee surgery and a couple shoulder st- shoulder surgeries and yeah there were some and it was like you know a few and done yeah like I didn't I didn't keep it I didn't refill it I didn't it was I handed it to my wife I go give me two if I ask but you know I'm not gonna I I did my shoulder rank reconstructed and um at first the guy's like, you know, here's the meds. And I was like, I- I'll be all right. And he's like, you not going to be all right. And I was like, no, nah, I will. And we got home from the, from the surgery center. And I looked at my wife and I was like, it- it- I'm like, give me one of those pills. And I, yeah. you know, I don't do anything. And I, and I took it. And the minute I could move to like the step down, whatever the guy said, the step down bottle was, I was excited to get off of the pills I was on because right, right. they just, they messed. I mean, I couldn't feel how badly my shoulder hurt, but you know, I felt messed up otherwise. Um, yeah, I'd know. say one of the biggest things when I when I did the thing at Stanford and came home, I'm I'm now dealing with. Wow, my blood sugars are really high. Mm. I never had to deal with that. Like, did you know? I don't care what people say; those pills lower your your blood sugars. Your anxiety is. There's probably don't have any anxiety, right? Yeah. There's not no adrenaline. Like you're just all like relaxed and. Yeah, I bet you it has a lot to do with that. Well. How do you manage your diabetes today? Like, what technology do you use? So I have a G6. I have a tandem. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that same doctor back in, I don't know, 2002, he's like, I, I think I think you should be on the pump. And I was like, what? I can use a pump? And he's like, he's kind of like, dude, you can figure anything out. So let's go. And it was the old mini-med, I think the 508. Mm-hmm. And very mechanical. Like, I could change an infusion set alone easily. Okay. Like you just, you pull it out, you fill it up, you flick it and pray and squeeze it through and go. Hmm. And then I moved to the, the paradigm a little bit harder, but it was, I'm still dealing with three buttons. And I, by this time I was, it was right before I got married. And so my wife was helping me when I needed it. I had instructions written out for the for that pump, just in case I got in a situation. And then moving down south here, I'm like I gotta I gotta find a doctor, and I found a good one, I think. And he he's he's all about like doing what works for me. He's not stuck to one or the other pump companies. He's just like I want you to try this because yeah, I think it could help. How do you manage like, I mean, seeing the screen and knowing what you're doing? How does all that work? 
so when I met with the first rep, I um she brought one in for me to check out and and I asked her she had an iPhone. I said, Do you have I think I asked her, Do you have an iPhone? She's like, Yeah. I go, Do you mind if I check it out? Like I go, or do you mind turning your voiceover on? Because okay. I wanted to see the app that the pump I was playing with wasn't connected to her, thankfully. But I go, I just want to check out the app. She's trying to turn on voiceover. And I go, here, let me see your phone. I hit here. I go, turn voiceover on. And her phone starts talking. She's like, oh, my God. I had no idea it did that. <laughs> and I look at the app and I'm like, okay, you're 89. Feeling okay, right? Like I'm asking her how she feels. And <laughs> I just wanted to see the app and, and to see what what I could see for the app. Now the Dexcom, I've been on the Dexcom for over two years and that, that was great. It's all the app and you know, I could, that's easy tandem a little bit harder. And I just go, I want to be able to bolus with the quick bolus button. And then obviously I have to clear notifications. That's the only time I have to use the touchscreen. Do you use the algorithm? Yeah, you're using CIQ. Yeah, yeah, you're using that. Yeah, yeah. What's your A1C now? Um, six eight was the last. Wow, that's exciting. How long do you think it's been since you saw a sixteen and a half A1C? I had I had moments in time of down around six, you know, in the last twenty years, but but then they jump way back up for whatever reason, whether it's pain related or you know, I had moments, but. What I noticed since being on the tandem, I started a little over a year ago. I think I was a eight two, mm-hmm. and then went to a. It, it, and I wasn't always at an eight two. It just for me, stuff just fluctuated so much. Oh, sure. All right, it jump up and down, but it went to like a seven two and a six eight, and so the trajectory is looking good. And I'm like, it's always the direction, right? Not yeah. where you're at. How do you evaluate? I mean, the CGM is not, is, does it, excuse me, does it lack value for you? Because you can't really like infer from the graphs. So does someone do that for you or you just like it for knowing what your blood sugar is in the moment? It's both. I have to, I have to remember trends and I do hop on the clarity Mm -hmm. app to, to look. Yeah, you're right. I can't see the graph, but I can remember like, wow, this time every day. I my my numbers go up at this time. I go down. And I go well. I'm taking enough insulin. That's a basal thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. And I, I had a just a small surgery over the summer. Nothing big, but I had to fast for a day. And I'm like perfect. I sat there and watched the Dexcom. I'm like I have no food. Yeah. And and I I saw like even though the early afternoon I'm like. Okay, I'm creeping up to 150. Okay, with food, even even bolusing correctly, that's going to be a bigger problem later. Mm-hmm. So I was able to see it and go, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump it up here down around noon, you know, for a couple hours, and but I can't make those changes on my own. Yeah, right. And that 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 was my original thing about coming on here. Like, you know, I talked about the iPhone and the voiceover. I'm like, I always wished pump companies could throw that little voice chip in. And let you just, so you'd know this button does this. I just clicked. Yes. So on a pump, the way it would work, I'm imagining 
is you'd want it to be like you'd click it and it would say menu and then you'd say hit down and it would tell you what sub menu and then you would know where you were constantly before yes. you push the button. Now how the iPhone works is you turn voiceover on and it's what's funny is watching a sighted person try and use an iPhone with voiceover because they're just completely lost. Because what you have to do is I scroll my finger and I'm like, okay, messages. The last thing you touch, it, it announces. Now you can move your finger anywhere on the screen and double tap real quick. It'll open messages because it'll remember the last thing you touched. Okay. And I open it, reply to so-and-so. I double tap on that. And then the keyboard pops up. It's the same thing. Like, hey, you find the H and quickly tap it twice. That's And, and every letter happens that way with voiceover. Yes. But yeah. when you... It's like anything. It's like you get good at it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to win any texting competitions of speed, <laughs> but you know, I tried Siri for a while and I'm like, wow, Siri really sucks. <laughs> I was going to call this episode own it, but maybe texting champion will be the way I <laughs> will be the way to go. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't have any awards, but in my mind, I'm good. So all that matters. Can I ask a little bit about like meeting a person after you've lost your sight and telling them you have died because you're like a you're a double whammy, right? Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 I must be good looking, right? <laughs> Sounds like I'll tell you what, I'm handsome. And I the reason I know that is because a lady married me after I had diabetes and I was blind. And is blind yes. the right word, by the way? Oh, I don't care. I really don't care. Blind, vision impaired, and I don't know the difference between the two. Some might, but I get it, yeah. and I don't. But is it? But well, how does that? Ha- like, how do you? Does somebody set you up on a date? No, I was I was working with high school youth, and, and no, she was not a student. Let me get that out of the way right <laughs> right away. <laughs> John, John, he's like, is he about to tell a story about how he he got a, a high school junior to date him? I was like, what's happening? People uh, are like, I really don't like this guy now. Yeah. No, I was doing stuff with youth, and she was she'd come to this church in this coastal town, and and now we have two different stories of when we met. She swears she met me at a mutual friend's house, and I know she was there, but I never talked to her. I go, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then apparently, I'm going to embarrass her now. She went on some work trip and told one of her best friends, like, I think I met the guy I'm going to marry. <laughs> No kidding. Yeah. Look at you. And then later on, we started doing stuff. And so I'm, you know, I'm pretty good on a computer now. Mm-hmm. And this little funny story, we, like, we went out to lunch or something and we weren't dating yet, but I'm like, well, here, do you want to write your email address down? You know, I could have someone look at it, whatever. And her, you know, I think I might've had her number. So she... <laughs> I have to say her name, and I know she won't care. That's fine. Okay? Yeah, it's fine with me. So, so she, her name's Kirsten, and I'm like, so she had a website. It's not there anymore. So go ahead and look. It's not there, but it was Kirsten at Kirsten dot com. So I'm like, I'm gonna send her an email that night, and I'm like, no one's home, and I'm like, how do you spell Kirsten? <laughs> so I start typing in, and you, you would not. Or maybe you would believe the site that popped up. And I'm like, 
Oh my God, she's a porn star. <laughs> Finally, things are going my way. <laughs> I'm like, I obviously spelled it wrong. I'm like, okay, this is why you just don't type random things and yeah. hit, hit enter. Don't, don't do that. I was at a job once and I needed an image. I, I was doing graphic design. I needed an image from like a government building. And I typed, I think I something dot com and it should have been dot org. And that did not go well. And uh, and it was so bad that I, I had to go immediately to my employer and say, listen, I need to tell you what just happened. Because I think if this comes up in a report later, I'm uh, I'm going to be in trouble. Right. And right. Uh, and and so that's as crazy as it was that the White House has has since like wrestled like that that link actually goes somewhere else now. Okay. Uh, but okay. but it didn't then and uh it freaked me out. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I know how you feel is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we I mean we dated a few years and we we were older. I mean not super old but we were in our you know, probably mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And and we just we kind of had this we knew what we were getting into. Like we were both like old enough done with screwing around and yeah. Like we had we had goals and you know, the marriage question came up. We we talk about it. Like and then, you know, finally I popped the question. So it's interesting. So you don't know what she looks like at all, right? No, but what's funny is we've been we were actually at the same high school prom. She went to another high school mm-hmm. in the same town than I did, but I went with a girl that went to her school. So we're actually at the same prom. We're at like three U2 concerts, to get, not together, but at the same concerts. And so we're places yeah. during life. So maybe in the back of my mind, I've seen her. I don't know. Do you do a thing where you – do people describe like famous people that you would have recollection of? Like, how do you, or do you just do it by touching their face and that's it? How do you handle, like, understanding that? Like, people, like, come in contact with or? Yeah, like, if you and I met and uh, we were trying to give you context, would I pick somebody famous from before you lost your sight and say, hey, I kind of look like this? Sure, because I don't think you want me touching your face, so. I don't know. You, You seem nice enough. I'm worried if you want to do it one time as your hands are clean. Uh, but um, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, not falling for that one again. <laughs> John, it's my face. You'll be fine. Come here. Um, <laughs> listen, you understand embarrassment. You're a 49ers fan. so um, I know. I know. I'll get to it. <laughs> I want to know how you watch football. I do. Um, which is funny because I listen to your podcast on the Odyssey app. Mm-hmm. And I got the Odyssey app to listen to the Northern California sports talk stuff. NFL is weird though, because if it's a game I care about, like if it's a Niner game, I want the my radio guys. Okay. And and so that was free for a while. Then I had to get a VPN and you know, it's like 10 bucks a month. And I'm like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Other sports, if it's on TV, it's fine. Like I, I can follow it well enough, except basketball. I can't watch basketball on TV. Like they talk about everything but the game. You need baseball's good. Yeah, baseball play by play is amazing. Yeah. Like usually two guys do a good job or whoever does a good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well So that's 
it's not. Yeah, it, it's fine. I mean, we we actually got engaged at a Giants game. San Francisco Giants. Yeah. You know, I just learned that my podcast is on Odyssey. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I'm good for something, man. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm on Odyssey. <laughs> I'll figure it out if you don't. Now, if I have to, that, that's just what pops up for the week. Mm-hmm. If I see something on the Facebook group, I'll just do a Google search, and, and it'll and it'll, I'll find it that way. If I see a title, yeah, or a topic, and then I'll just download it. That's really interesting. I don't. Yeah. Think, does it have Does it have all the episodes? I don't know how to find older episodes on there. Okay. It it has the most current. Like there's usually five or six. Cool. Well, that's great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I honestly, you said that, and I had to stop myself from going. Get out of here, really. <laughs> it's like but I'm back, like, let me look. Yeah, back to the what do you look like thing. People have to know they have the cutoff is about 1996. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so then, if you say someone that's popular now, I'm like, so so, right. so you can watch a baseball game because you've seen a baseball game. Yes, I had, and, and that's that's a great point about being blind. I I had years of sight, so I know how. I know how people behind the wheel are mostly idiots. So I, I can anticipate. Yeah, don't trust that guy. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that motor's revving a little high. I'm gonna wait. I'll wait here at the corner for a second. Yeah, that, yeah. And so, have you ever tried watching a sport that you had never seen prior to being sighted? Yeah, we're in uh, we're in Ireland a couple of years ago, and they had this giant like nationwide hurling playoffs and tournament. I'm just like. It's just a lot of screaming, and uh, I don't. I don't really get this game. Yeah, but yeah. everybody was into it. That's how I feel when I watch soccer. <laughs> I, <we're, laughs> when the World Cup was on, I was at my sisters and my some of my nephews were into it, and they they had it on the TV. And I go, "Hey, can you turn the sound up so I can so I can follow the action?" I'm like, "Oh wait, it's soccer. <laughs> it's don't okay. worry about it. You're just going to run back and forth, and nothing's going to happen." <laughs> Well, Sorry, soccer fans. Oh, my son and I tried to watch that last game. And we just sat there incredulous. We were like, what is happening? Like, when is something going to happen? <laughs> just yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Listen, I don't want to hear about it. I know people love soccer and I'm whatever. It's just right. I didn't grow up right. with it and it just doesn't grab me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm sure people are like, well, baseball is boring. I'm like, that's fine. Don't like baseball. I don't care. Right. Um, anyway, so how do you. I mean, obviously, audio is a big thing for you, but still, how do you find a podcast? I was on a different, well, for years, I was on a different Facebook group. It was a tandem group, mm-hmm. and everyone kept talking about this juice box thing. Everyone. They I badgered mean, you into like, it? Huh? You got no, badgered? No, I just, I'm like, let, let me let me try it. Let me just, I did a quick search, and boom, or someone, I think someone put a link, and I just, Hit it and and I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay, how do I listen? You know, because I've obviously know what a podcast is. I've been on a podcast, but I've never really listened to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is it took me what forty, I don't know, forty six, forty seven years of type one to like, oh yeah, there's a whole community out there. <laughs> 
be interested. <laughs> yeah. And learning more about it. Um, yeah. Well, that's really, that's really interesting. Yeah. I know people are so kind about how they talk about the show. I mean, generally speaking, there's, I did get a review recently. I don't think the lady likes me very much, but that's okay. And, uh, but, but generally speaking, like listeners are very kind about how they share the show. Yeah. And, uh, and it really is how it ends up growing. But what did you expect when you got there? Like, I mean, you don't, you, you can't care that much about them. Well, I'm, I'm talking for you, but do you care much about management talk? Yeah, I care. Like, I, I guess I break it down in two ways. There's educational and there's, stories like mine is going to be a story yeah i mean there's some education in it but but i think it's interesting people's paths but the stuff i've really gotten into you know is is the stuff on you know thyroid and um what's the the iron deficiency stuff because mm -hmm. i i see a nephrologist i mean <laughs> you could probably imagine what my kidneys look like but they've been They've been stable, like for for many years. Wow. They just so much damage was done early that um, you know, I, I it's hard with the CIQ sometimes because with compromised kidneys, insulin can have a prolonged half life. Oh, I see. No kidding. So yeah. So even though I have zero on board, I might have three units on board. Like I've discovered that. Probably discovered that. 10 years ago. The insulin. I never knew it. Insulin seems to have a longer effect with you in time. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And usually on the back end. Do you spend any time wondering what's going to happen next? If something's going to happen next? No, no, I, I, it's kind of like when I lost my sight, if I thought, if I thought a week ahead, I'd get all jumbled up. Mm -hmm. And it, I know it's such a sports cliche one day at a time. It's, it's so stupid, but it works so well. Like, <laughs> You go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna deal with it. You know, dialysis is my future. I'll. I'll deal with it. Yeah. You know, I don't want it, and I'm doing all I can to to not do that. But yeah, you you can drive yourself crazy with anything. Like, would, what's what am I gonna look like in a year from now? I don't know. Yeah, just do the best you can. Take care of yourself and hope everything. How about the pain in your? You said in your abdomen's gone. So the, yeah. That that stuff is is cleared from just bringing your blood sugars down. Yes. Okay. How do you eat? Do you have an eating style that you you maintain, or just whatever you're thinking about? Generally, two meals a day. Okay. Um, I I get up and I don't. I have a lot of insomnia, and that's just kind of this whole other thing. And I notice my numbers can be off. Sleep's an amazing thing, you know. Yeah. And just not sleeping can cause your Screw numbers you. to go off. But I, I think that's more of the blindness stuff. Like I have no light perception and my, my body's like, my clock is like. Oh, you don't have a, a circadian rhythm at all. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's nothing you can do about that. More drugs. And I'm like, you know what? I take enough stuff. Okay. It's just, just, it's not. What happens is probably twice a month I get into this rhythm of. I'm falling asleep at three, four, five a.m., and I I try not to sleep till noon. Sometimes right. I get two hours, and I go, okay, okay. The the sooner I get up, the quicker my your body my will going to come back. Yeah, and yeah. You can you can get back to bed at a reasonable time. How yeah. do you um? I mean, what about? I, I hate to ask like this, but like you can't. Can you work? 
Well, a lot of the stuff I did with the youth that was, that was all volunteer. Mm-hmm. I, I did a run with the the California State Rehab, the you know, for to find a job. I'm going to tell you something. I was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel that helpful. I didn't, I didn't have to work, but I'll give you a quick example. Like I signed up, said, "Okay, go to San Francisco, like for three days, all day." I got a ride up there and figured out where I was going in the building. And and I'm sitting there and the, this guy comes in, he, he starts giving me all these different tests. Now he's writing stuff down, but then he comes in with an algebra test. Now I know algebra, mm-hmm. but when you can't see algebra, you don't know algebra. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, we got to find it. I go, and, and it was actually multiple choice. And I'm like, all right, see, like, like I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. Like there was no, there was no computer, anything. I thought it'd be more like, what can you do on a computer? Yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a forum moderator for 12 years without eyesight. Right. I'm like, I can do anything on a computer, but the state of California says we're not making it different for anyone, mm. and we're going to give you an algebra test. All right. How how'd I do? How'd I do? You know, it's just lie to me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I looked into that and then I, again, the volunteer stuff was great. We moved down here about four years ago. And so it's kind of like restarting everything over. Mm -hmm. And then of course the big COVID hit and it's like, all right, well, yeah, don't have to work. I, I, yeah, there's stuff I'd like to do. Not sure what it is, but do you have that thought? Like, like there's something you should, like, how do you, how do you feel your day? I guess. That's my question. Exercise. Mm-hmm. That's that's big. Reading, music, and just just the normal stuff around the house. Yeah, dishes, all of it. How old's your son? He just turned eighteen. Oh my gosh, that's something. Yeah, yeah. I, I reminded myself a couple of times through this story that you've been married a while, haven't you? Yeah, twenty years yeah. next month. Yeah, wow, good for you. Any worry about? I, I didn't ask you. Do you have any other autoimmune stuff? It's you said thyroid at one point. Yeah, I I thought you might ask me that, and I quickly jumped on my my medical stuff online and TSH, right? Yeah, I think it's point eight three. Wow, yeah, they've got that managed down. So you have. So I've been on Synthroid, and now it's the the thyrox and stuff, and mm-hmm. and I I remember my doctor years ago was like, always get Synthroid nothing else yeah and so i asked this doctor that question he says well that the other generics have caught up and i i've listened to one you were talking to an endo about the shape and color Mm -hmm. of these things i'm like that's that's a good thing to know because since i've been down here the shape i don't know about the color but the shape is always the same so so you have sure it's the same med so you have hypothyroidism you have type one Anemia? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Okay. Does your son have anything? No. No. Is it, I have such a, I, we're coming towards the end. I saved what mm-hmm. I think is the worst question for the end. I hope that's okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to, I'm, I've, I've been a Fortnite fan forever. Is no, that it? Yeah, no, John, I've stopped myself three times from asking you 
What it, oh, you guys deserve it. No, there's no, no this question. this wasn't about the football. Now you're making me feel stuck. <laughs> no, no, listen, okay, hold on. Go we'll, ahead, ask your question. We'll get to how the Eagles destroyed the Niners right. in a second, okay? But, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, oh, God. How does it feel to have never seen your son? That's, that can be tough. I ain't going to lie to you. That, that can be, because people, people can be brutal without being brutal. And, so I know my son, during part of his life, looked like some of my nephews. But a lot of those nephews I haven't even seen either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, God, I love Facebook. But my wife posted a picture of him, me, and her, uh, the three of us or something. And, and someone that I don't know that knows my wife. Oh, he looks so much like your family. Oh my gosh! Like, does he look like anyone in your husband's family? And I'm like, you suck. <laughs> Thank you. This has been. I don't fun. know this person. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you just you suck. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun. Thank you. Um, and, and there, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no malice. At no, all. sure. I'm no, I understand. Like, oh my god. He's. People say he. Yeah. There's pictures I put up for a profile picture once. I put a picture of me up from eighth grade, and people are like. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah. I see it. I never think my son looks like me. And then I saw a photo of him kind of like hamming it up as a freshman in college next to a picture of me like five years old and we look oddly similar. And yeah. and I, of course, I'm adopted. So I don't have any, I've never known anyone who's looked like me. Right. So I don't see it the same way. And I, I think I kind of feel like no one looks like me, so I don't even see myself and my kids sometimes. Right, right. But it's hard. I mean, it's hard to miss sometimes, you know. But uh, sometimes the mannerisms kick in too. That helps that, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, last night on the on the live thing, people were like, "Oh, I finally see you," and I'm like, "I wanted to go. What does he look like?" But I yeah. just thought, "Well, I'm talking to him tomorrow. I'll uh, ask him." I don't even know. I couldn't even begin to tell you what I look like. I have no idea. I think my head's too big. If I had a critique of a creation or whoever did this to me, um, I'm not asking what's wrong with you. I'm asking. I, what you I, I have like I don't know. I've I've I think I have brown wavy hair. That's, I mean, I keep it not short, not long. So I used to have tighter curls when I was younger. They're wavier now that I'm that I'm dying, <laughs> and my body's mm-hmm. giving and my body's giving it up. I'm not thin. I'm not overweight. I'm not attractive and I'm not ugly. I think I'm an average looking, not bad guy. My wife told me I was handsome at lunch the other day. And I was like, what? Like, I don't even, I don't feel that about myself. If that's true. Right. Five, nine. Have you been to therapy? Cause I'm hearing a lot of what you're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say what I am <laughs> as far as like visually speaking. I, I mean, this just is described like Bernie Kosar. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I look like Bernie Kosar, but I'm right-handed. And, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't look like Bernie Kosar, John, but that's not oddly far off. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting that you did that's that. That's that visual memory that I don't, I couldn't even describe what Bernie Kosar looks like, but I, you know, I saw him in what, 1982 or something. And yeah. I'm going to pull, hold on a second. No one else, if you're driving, you don't look for a picture of Bernie Kosar, obviously. Also, most people are like, I have no idea who that is. Quarterback right. of the Browns, back when they sucked less. Yes. 
Not that they didn't suck. They just sucked less. Do I look right. like Bernie Kosar? Right, I'm looking at a picture of him when he played for the the Dolphins because he was older. Boy, you know what, John? Yeah. Okay. Not That's not oddly far off. Okay. I'm going to get a Bernie Kosar jersey. See if, people- See, if I could make money doing stuff like that, that'd be awesome. Also, not for nothing, but CBS News reports... The Browns have cut ties with Bernie Kosar after he made a $19,000 bet on the team's season finale versus the Steelers. Oh, well, I would have bet on the Steelers, too. The analyst on the pregame show. I guess he does the pregame analysis. He's almost 60 years old. How about that? Bernie, you can't bet on sports when you're working him, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't work. You can't do that. All right. Now, in fairness, when I was growing up, and probably the way you became a Niners fan, they were a monster Right. Joe Montana, um, then Montana leaves, and you think, oh, they're never going to be good again, and the next guy's just as good, if not better. It seemed unfair, even. Right. But the other night, now, not that you guys haven't been through a thing this season, like with the quarterbacks getting hurt and everything. Sure, sure. But I'm going to tell you, John, the kid, the injury the kid got, I, I, I mean, when's the last time you heard anybody get a UCL injury in a football game? I've never heard of a UCL Right, it's a base. So, it's a baseball there you, there you injury. Go. It's a baseball yeah. injury, and yeah. all I can tell you is he had his arm was cocked back, and the guy came in, slapped at the ball, caught enough of his forearm that it just yanked his elbow back like that, and it sprung yeah. out. He's young kid still. Like I mean, I know he's a big, strong athlete, but he's I don't know how people think about. It. He's still young. His body's not even mature all the way yet, and it that was right. it. And they played. Not that you don't know, but. Uh, did he throw one pass after they brought? And then they brought the next guy in, who, by the way, was Josh Johnson. Uh, who's played for like forty-eight teams. Yeah, he, and he's been in the league twenty years. Yeah, and he, by the way, but somehow looks like he's twenty-three years old. So good for him. But like, because you're right. looking him in the face, you're like, he's been in the league nineteen years. I'm like, that's not possible. He's twenty-five. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? But yeah. apparently, yeah. just a young-looking guy, and he was outmatched, which he should have been. Like, don't get me wrong, but the Eagles fly around on defense. And he looked like a deer in headlights. And, oh, yeah. yeah. You guys were, I mean, in all phases, you guys were better. Yeah. You guys were better. You guys were better all year. Like, we flew up and went to the the Christmas Eve game. Mm-hmm. Like, that, someone gave us tickets. And that, that was just a lot of fun. My son met Jerry Rice, by the way, that day. I nice. had a picture with him. That's I'm like, nice. he, he, he sucked. <laughs> but, no, I was happy. I was super happy. But better. Just better. And they, you know, they say home field advantage is a thing. Yeah. You know? uh, also, and I'll tell you that contextually, the end of last season, I, I was one of those people who was like, I, we got to replace Jalen Hurts. Like, he's not going to do right. it. And right. then I don't know what that kid did over the over the offseason, but he came back at, like a like a, a focused person, you know. And he's yeah. just, he, he doesn't have, I don't think he's got even a terrific arm. He's a new age quarterback. And I think... I think you're going to see them pluck as many guys like him out of college as they can moving forward. It, he's, he's just, it's, it's interesting and fun to watch him play. But anyway, um, you know, once they gave the concussion to the, the backups, backup, wait, to the backups, backups, backup, you know, like to the fourth quarterback you guys have used this year. Kyle use check was next in line. Well, I thought they were going to put, but they let McCaffrey throw a pass. That's like how it bad a, it was. A screen, yeah. And, and by the way, he missed. He hit the field, but there was no one in the television image yes. when the ball hit the ground. 
I yes. was, I was I like, know. where was I that know. going? Like, <laughs> as soon as you went down, I'm like, all right, what do you guys want to do? You know, and, and then it, I, it was a Pee Wee football yeah. game after that. They handed off the ball yeah. until the game was over. Yeah. Do you was, remember Eric Allen? Sure. The, uh, the, so I, yeah. This is a kind of a name drop, and I actually didn't ever meet him, but my, my son played varsity football the last couple of years. One of Eric Allen's sons was on his team. Really? Yeah, because he went, Eric Allen went to the high school here. My son goes to. And- Eric Allen returned an interception for like 101 yards when I was a kid. It was oh against uh, Boomer. One of the craziest things I ever saw in my life. When Boomer was with the Jets, right? Yes, I believe Sison? so. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Uh, it was just amazing. It was it's it was just incredible. You know, I met Troy Vincent at a Best Buy once. Okay, <laughs> it was ridiculous. We were walking <laughs> out together and like walking to our cars, and I looked at him. and I went, Troy Vincent, and he goes, Yeah, what's up? And I was like, Hey, and then we just walked away. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, why, I was just like, that's insane. Like the cornerback, and it was like he was still playing. You know what I mean? He was at Best Buy grabbing something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we've lost half the listeners by now. But oh, you think so? <laughs> Some reason I did this at the end, John. Um, <laughs> I right, know. Yeah. I know. Well, man, I really appreciate you doing this. Like sincerely, it was uh, it was lovely talking to you. I feel like I could do it forever. So that that's yeah. Only- and I, and and Scott, the more I listen, the more I go. Yeah, this will be fun. Like, this will just be fun. And it's not, you know, I, I, and what's funny is last night I saw a post from a blind guy. I actually went on to the Facebook group and just typed in blind. Mm-hmm. And I saw this post come up and I'm like, well, I should answer this. It's a week old. So I wasn't way far off, but I did. And I'm like, it just, it's, it's helping people, but it's, it's, it's also having humility and, being able to learn mm-hmm. at the age of 54, you know, you have to have both. You got to be confident and be, be a little humbled and don't get involved with the drama. So. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to, I mean, this is a compliment. I hope you take it this way, but I said to somebody recently, there are basically two different kinds of guys that come on the show. They're either really in touch with their feelings or they're really kind of manly men. Like there's, there's but you're in the middle. You're interesting. I would love to talk to more men that, think like you do and always keep them guessing well no just like you've like you've lived it's like you have two different lives that you're drawing yeah that's what it feels like to me like you were an you were a guy who was going to be an electrician and you're a guy who knows what it's like to live without sight and to be humbled by your health and to not give up and to fight back like all that's a you're an interesting mixture of a person for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really good talking to you. I appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, would you hold on for a second, please? Yeah. Thanks. I can't thank John enough for coming on the show and sharing his story. And honestly, I can't thank the Contour Next Gen enough for being a longtime supporter of the podcast. They even supported the remastering of the Diabetes Pro Tip series. So check them out. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. And of course, Omnipod. The Omnipod Dash or the Omnipod 5, whichever is, uh, you know, the one you're looking for. You can find it at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com.
If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast, please share it with someone else who you think might also enjoy it. And if you're really loving it, leave a five-star rating and a thoughtful review in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen.